You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. What up? What up, man? The real coach JB here. Another Slapdick podcast coming at you. Title of this show, man, is Then and Now. And I'm going to get into not only sports talk with Then and Now, but just in general, man, Then and Now. Compare the two, and I got some interesting takes on this shit that you might find eye-opening. I don't know. Shit, maybe you'll fucking think I'm a slapdick. Who knows? But let me pay the bills. Before I do call you some slap dicks, this slap dick podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag. Use your mobile device, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your sportsbook experts. Um... Go check it out. Might win some money, man. I lost my ass off because fucking James Harden got hurt in 48 seconds. But what I've been telling you, like, you can't compete, come back and think you're going to play in a playoffs. Every other day series, in a more rigorous competitive series, you think, and think you're going to be this out of shape as you were when you came. You only played nine games or whatever all year. Like, come on, man. Give me a break. Um, Then and now, man. Title of this show. I got some interesting takes. But I'm going to talk, kind of just go through the whole process, all right? So, Jason Kidd apparently withdraws his name from the Portland job after Dame Lillard endorses him. And wants him, Jason Kidd, to be the coach. They're both from Oakland. Um, You know, there's a rumor out there or talk amongst players that Jason Kidd makes players better. And so on and so forth. All right. Stephen A. today has his take. And I only see the end of it because I don't watch him no more like that. You know, he takes, he has a take that says, all this media bombardment comes back up. From Jason Kidd having domestic violence charge because soon as they start bringing this up in Portland, Portland, the place where they have like a fucking, where they fucking <laughs> barricaded themselves in downtown and tried to fucking take over the city. This is the place who are, is now judging other folks. But Jason Kidd had a domestic violence charge, I think in 2000, then he had like a DWI or a DUI in 012 or something, but he's had two coaches. He's been the head coach twice before. So I don't know why all of a sudden you're bringing it up. You've already hired him NBA. So like, but anyway, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Says hire whoever Dame Lillard says to hire. See, 
Then and now is a perfect example. Then, meaning my generation when I grew up in this thing, probably some of you grew up in it, or some of you are in it now, and you can see the other side. But now we have to hire guys who the players say to hire. They already make more money than us, coaches. But now we got to hire the motherfucker that they say to hire. So how do you think he'll listen to the motherfucker that he told you to hire? I don't know. But I'm going to get into all this, man. And I want you to make sure you tune in on this. I'm on YouTube as well. Quote of the day. Day by day, nothing changes. But when you look back, everything is different. Day by day, nothing changes. But when you look back, every fucking thing is different. Isn't it? Everything's changed. But every single day, it seems the same. I don't know, man. I just, it's it's weird. Looking back, everything's different now. And every single day, it seems like nothing's changing. It's getting worse. But that's the truth. That's what's happening. It's getting worse in so many ways. In 5, 10, 12, 15 years, you look back and everything's solely fucking different. Night and day. So, Chauncey Billups was also brought up for domestic violence at a home, I want to say at a home with uh, the old Celtic Walker, Kentucky Wildcat. Um. And apparently it was thrown under the rug and they brought that back up because he's another name they want to hire in Portland. I know, I've seen, you want to take it white and black and all this, Stephen A. You got to go both ways because there's a lot of players that commit domestic violence and are playing right now. Talked about it last week. Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. Fucking Roethlisberger, <laughs> like underlying, right? There's a lot of fucking players, Roethlisberger being white, but there's a lot of black players that have committed these heinous acts that are playing right now too, Stephen A., that you seem to never bring up. And I'm all for brothers getting more chances because I believe they've been fucked for so many years, and I believe they do deserve some degree but also, we can't keep claiming fucking, we can't keep claiming fucking, and I mean we, because I grew up in it, in the inner city, with all brothers, that's all I know, sisters. We can't keep claiming fucking the past as our future. I'm just telling you, because we ain't changing. Day by day, nothing changes, but when you look back, everything's different. Because we ain't changing. Still killing each other. We're still fucking over petty bullshit and we're still fighting the same fight because of a lot of the systematic fucking problems that we face. But I got to I'm going to discuss why this this may be. Nobody talks about. Players are getting chances and there's coaches getting chances, okay? Shit, there's more black coaches getting chances than I my ass. My ass is in blackball shit. You're talking about blackball? Shit, white privilege don't exist with my ass. You all want to keep it 100? Shit. So it go both ways now. 
But we're going to give Lillard what he wants. Then and now. You guys remember Kobe Bryant? Remember that guy? Do you know who he wanted as his coach? And he kind of said it publicly and he kind of took an out back, backlash. He wanted Coach K to be the coach. You know who he had? He got Dell Harris, Kurt Rambis, Mike D'Antoni, Rudy Tomjanovich, all past their primes. Do you see Kobe just crying and bitching and moaning? It's crazy now. And I used to hear back in the day, Stephen A used to tell these motherfuckers, shut up and play. Just like the white bitch sold fucking LeBron. Stephen A used to tell that to the other players. He still does it if you guys really fucking listen to what he's saying. He's telling other brothers, shut the fuck up and play. So don't think he ain't. But the cold part is, he used to tell Kobe, you're a player. Let management do managers. Shit. Really? But now you got to hire who Dame Lillard wants. Because then and now has totally turned night and day. It's changed. And it looks like it hasn't. But everything's different. And Kobe wanted fucking Coach K. But he didn't cry over it. But now we're catering to a fucking guy. This is who we're catering to, by the way. Then and now. All right? This is then versus now is my whole premise. We're catering to a motherfucker who got hurt in the bubble last year, knew his team was down 3-1, and got on a plane and jetted out and put it on Twitter that he was on a private jet flossing, and he's going to see his daughter. This is a motherfucking $100 million motherfucker left his brothers in the bubble while he was hurt, not injured, little meniscus or something. Just so you know, Joel Embiid just started yesterday and had 39 points on a torn meniscus. Dame gets a pass. Man, y'all give this motherfucker too much credit, dog. Four out of five years, this great motherfucker that shoots 35-foot three-pointers has been put out in the first round. Who gives a fuck how many three-pointers he makes? <laughs> You motherfuckers jock cats because they make long three-pointers. Like, he's the shit. He lost. He broke an NBA record and lost. (laughs) I look at shit different, dog. You motherfuckers look at shit a different way than me. Because I'm just telling you. That's crazy. Y'all motherfuckers... Rather have a cat shoot long threes and lose and and pay him and cater to this motherfucker who left your brothers in the bubble. Wonder why you didn't lose. You lost first round. Maybe your fucking teammates don't really respect the fuck out of you like you think they do. But that's some other shit. Kurt Rambis. That's who Kobe had. (laughs) You got ops. You got Jason Kidd, at least, who's been a head coach twice. We want to cater to this motherfucker who left his team. Who left his team. Like, unbelievable. So, then versus now. I posted a tweet about the jersey swapping shit. All right? And yesterday, Luca, whether he was embarrassed to take his jersey off on the, on the court in front of everybody or what, and apparently he swapped jerseys with Paul George after the game maybe or something. 
But Paul George, quick as fuck to take his jersey off and get, let's go trade jerseys. Like, that is the weakest shit I've ever seen. And I was hoping Luca was like, fuck your jersey. I'm here to win. And that's just not the generation. That's just, they don't have it in them. I was hoping maybe Luca did because he was from another country. Maybe he was like, fuck you guys. I'm here to win. I got to do what Dirk did. And I don't want to trade jerseys with you like LeBron did Booker. By the way, Booker did not look like he wanted to be there. Like Booker to me is more like, fuck you. I'm going to do me. And uh, I don't know whether it was PR for LeBron walking out the game before six minutes early or whatever you want to say. Um, it is what it is. The jersey swap shit, you can say what you want to say, is soft. Well, Jordan was playing golf with Danny Ainge. So what? It was fucking Danny Ainge. Was he playing golf with Larry Bird during the fucking series? No. He knew who the fuck he was playing with. You motherfucker. Magic came and kissed Isaiah. Yeah, before the game. I didn't see the motherfuckers after the game kissing. See, that's the thing you don't get. So... We competed within the lines like no other. Fought each other, even best friends. After the game, cool, be cordial. But there's a mission and a goal at hand to win this thing. And let the money pay you for what you earn. Nowadays, you're getting paid exorbitant amount of money for nothing, for doing nothing. It seems like for doing minimal. Seems like the minimum a motherfucker can do. And now we got dudes skipping OTAs, mandatory. And you got blue-collar workers out here grinding like no other, trying to make ends meet. And you motherfuckers are slapping every blue-collar worker who pays your salary by showing up to your games and fucking buying your jerseys. And... You can't have the common courtesy to show up to work. Ronnie Lott cut his fucking finger off to play this game. And now you can't show up? Like, it blows my fucking mind how fucking then and now. How it's changed. I don't know, man. crazy julio jones traded to tennessee titans that'll give them a one-two punch with a third fucking option in aj brown like how i said that huh you're like what you heard me one-two punch with aj brown is your third option it's not bad got a running game remember you have to run the football in this league to win. Guess who their head coach is? Vrabel. Guess who runs the football more than anybody? Vrabel. Guess what they're going to do? Vrabel. They're going to run the football. Play action. Julio Jones. A.J. Brown. Catch a big ball. Julio. Be your third down guy. First down guy. A.J. Your second and short guy. Big play guy. Just watch it happen. What do I know? Fuck. Clippers got it done. Finally won a home game. Um, in the series, Kawhi proved that he can take over. Luca, great, dominant, 
Average 30 fucking five in his playoffs versus supposedly two Luka stoppers in Kawhi and, and, and Paul George. Luka struggled a little bit in the fourth quarter of two last two games. Um, I still don't think the Clippers have what it takes. They're still the Clippers. And I have a fucking theory on why the Lakers lost. Because as soon as they lose, who comes out in the media and bashes the franchise the franchise that is tied for the most NBA championships. The franchise that is probably the most historically known, greatest franchise on earth in professional sports. The Los Angeles Lakers. You get this motherfucker that comes over from the JV team after winning the six-man award last year. And now you want to go on Instagram story and bash that franchise. Remember, they took you because the Clippers didn't want you, bro. And now you want to bash them with your goofy, ugly fucking ass? We lost because your sorry ass brought all that fucking losing ass shit over here. You should have stayed your bitch ass in the locker room down the hall. We needed your fucking ass to stay in that JV locker room. Your ass came to the varsity locker room and cancered the bitch up. Montrez Harrell, sorry ass. It ain't our fucking problem that you didn't play, motherfucker. It's a Vogel and you issue. For some reason, it ain't a Lakers issue. Lakers is bigger than you ever will be, bro. You need to keep your IG stories to yourself. Then versus now. How ironic. See, motherfuckers now can just go on Instagram and post whatever they want and talk shit about fucking storied franchises. Again, then versus now, the blatant disrespect and disregard for your elders. That's where it's strict, straight out. That's what it is. That's just my take. But now they're talking about replacing Vogel with Jason Kidd so Dame Lillard can come over to the Lakers. And that's probably the real talk. Shitty as it sounds, just so you know, because Vogel, in my opinion, has been with the Lakers two years. What has he done? He won a fucking title. In a bubble pandemic. <laughs> and then he's his two best players, two of the top five players in the world, are hurt 90% of the season. And now replace him with Jason Kidd so we can get Dame Lillard. See, players run this world, not coaches. That's why I tell you guys, coaches is overrated. Coaching is overrated. Players win games, coaches lose them. You got to figure out how to work it, make this thing happen, play the game. And... Uh, it's unfortunate, man. I told you guys, this business is a what have you done for me lately job. Business, man. Professional athletics. Professionalism. Anything. Selling fucking cars. You ain't sold no cars in two months, bro. We got to let you go. But two months ago, I was the number one seller. I know, man. That was great. But now you ain't sold shit. We got to let you go. That's life. <laughs> but now we cry over it. Before, we used to tuck our fucking pull up our pants, big boot tie up our shoes we'll put on a work hat work boots and go to work not bitch and cry and suck our teeth <sniffs> bitches suck their teeth tired of hearing it and seeing it it's fucking irking me then and now we used to play tackle football in the street on concrete now we can't hit the quarterback <laughs> then versus now then and now, how has the day by day nothing changed, but you're looking back and everything is different? We used to play tackle football in the fucking street. I'm talking about 
into cars. The light post was the fucking touchdown. And it used to be cracking. Bitches on the side cheering, motherfucker. I'm talking about this was the hood games. And this was a daily event. And don't talk about a turkey bowl in the street. Because at the time, you know, back in the day, man, before your fucking global warming fucking conspiracies, seems like every Thanksgiving in Cali used to rain. We used to play turkey ball all the time. Well, the field used to be fucked up. It seems like this one, it just seems like, I might be way off, but it seemed like it. So we'd play in the street. And two-hand touch turned into tackle. And it wasn't even a fucking agreed-upon thing. It just happened. And nobody said shit. We just were banging motherfuckers into the street, into the cars, and alarms going off. Fucking, we're cutting, bleeding. Knees are all fucking cherried up. Talk about turf. Shit. Try concrete, asphalt, black asphalt with white curbs. I've seen motherfuckers' teeth get fucking busted out on the curb. Now we can't hit the quarterback. Now you can't hit a motherfucker across the middle. Sorry, Ronnie Lott, Steve Atwater, Dirty Andre Waters. We can't hit the quarterback no more. Eric Turner. Shit. Ed Reed. I don't know. Um, Rod Woodson. Crazy. Um, we used to bleed playing pickup basketball. I'm talking about scrapping and playing pickup basketball with NBA type of motherfuckers in the street. No fouls. You call a bitch made foul and you're going to have, there was going to be a fight. So we weren't calling no common ass fouls, right? We've played through the motherfucking whistle. Talk about playing through the whistle. We're playing through it. Pickup basketball used to be a fucking football game in today's world. Our pickup basketball was today's tackle football. <laughs> then and now. How it's ironic. Nothing has changed. Every day, nothing changes, but we look back and it is totally different. Pickup basketball used to be a fucking bloodbath, and it was fun. Now we review common fouls for 10 fucking minutes on national TV. You heard that, right? Now we look at a common foul and take 10 minutes to review that motherfucker. We used to go outside after school. Guess what? We used to come inside when the lights came on. We used to respect elders, all elders. We used to fear our parents, coaches, and teachers. That was then. Now we belittle them, taunt them, and we're a fucking tweet away from fucking up one of their reputations. Let that shit sink in. Then versus now. Then and now. We are a tweet away from fucking someone's reputation. And I got a deeper fucking conversation that I'm going to get into. Let this all tie in together now. You smart motherfuckers that used to ride the fucking small bus. So, respect elders, all elders. 
it irks it it I'm I cringe when I see these youngsters today telling their parents what and what they won't eat at the store. I don't want that. Don't buy me that. Buy me that. Motherfucker, I wish you would. <laughs> my dad never, you know, one thing about it, my dad wouldn't yell at me about that thing right there. But I just mentioned, because I used to be like, I don't like meat peas. I don't like liver. He never once did anything. He made a common suggestion that if I didn't eat, I would wear it to bed. Okay. So that fucked with me because my dad was a big old motherfucker and he was, I knew what he was already. He was fucking, he was a ass whooper name taker right and he wasn't like he was gonna beat his kid but you feared the fact that you know he'll fuck you up with a fucking across the table slap because his hands were so fucking fast and big so i was like shit then i've seen him in person as a youngster take on five six motherfuckers and at a bar and and uh come out without a scratch so i knew the cat was a badass plus i knew what he did in the korean war and what he was and he was fucking Steven Seagal before Steven Seagal, let me just tell you. But with a way nastier attitude. But anyway, but the best human being in the world. Anyway, uh, that's a whole other story. But you wear it, and he'll get up and fucking go watch TV. And I'd sit at the table looking at beets and liver. And... He wouldn't literally make me wear it, so I, but I would eat it because I didn't know if I had to wear that shit to bed. But at stores, if I ever mentioned, this is where I learned, though. This is the fucking thing. He didn't yell at me, and I got to get better at that. Maybe I don't yell at you. I just prove a point. And uh, maybe if I ever coach again, that's the way I'll go. But let me tell you something, because I'm going to have to change it if I do coach again, regardless, because of how soft this these kids are and i blame the parents and other coaches not them but that's just what it is i never blame a kid for anything just so clear you know what you know and don't know what you don't know remember that that's the greatest fucking saying in the world i'm just telling you so don't eat it wear it okay stick in my head now we're shopping not beets and liver pops don't buy that didn't say nothing to me Go get me ketchup and mustard down there. So I'd go get it, whatever he asked. Come back. Don't know nothing. So we go home. And uh, he's starting to cook dinner. I'm like, what are we eating? Beets and liver. Or really, whatever I cook. Okay. What comes out to the table? Beets and liver. Damn, man, I didn't want that. See, I didn't even say that, but I'm just saying, I'm just trying to give you some context. I wouldn't even say I didn't want that. I knew I was probably going to wear that shit that night. Or I didn't have a fucking option. I didn't have a choice. I figured out real fucking quick that I did not have a choice in what I got to fucking eat as a 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 17 year old I didn't And you know what I fucking respect the shit out of it to this day Because that was a life lesson And Never laid a hand on me Never He didn't yell at me about those things He yelled at me other shit He didn't yell at me about that Just Don't eat it Wear it And the proving the point of You don't have a fucking choice What I buy to fucking eat 
You don't pay a bill in this motherfucker. You don't fucking have enough teeth in the game. You haven't been on this fucking earth long enough to tell me what to fucking buy, motherfucker. That's really what it come down to. I learned that real quick. Nowadays, we tell in parents, I don't want beets and liver. Don't buy me that shit. Shit. And guess what the parent do? Get you filet mignon. No lesson's been learned. No lesson was taught. And then shit just keeps stacking up. Day by day, nothing changes. You look back, everything's different. Tweet away from ruining someone's reputation. That's what's crazy about it. Bonham Bailey, come here. No boy. So, a tweet away from ruining a motherfucker's reputation. Ain't that the truth? I know better than any, most people. I know better than most. <laughs> um, but get back to then and now. We used to watch sports, and specifically the sport we played. Now we tweet, play video games, YouTube, and we don't even know who our idols are. The kids playing today don't even know who their fucking idols are. They don't even know who they're trying to be. And then the, 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 the progressive person now, the progressive fucking person will say, well, we're not trying to be nobody. We're ourselves. That's why it's so much disrespect out here. Because you don't have any respect for your elders. You don't have respect for who was before you, your forefathers. You don't know who led this fucking brigade. You don't know who fucking cut their finger off in a game and played. The disrespect of the game is at an all-time high. Then and now. I had players, I'd be like, man, do you, do you watch Walter Payton, Eric Dickerson? Who's that? I'm not shitting you, man. 21-year-olds. Who's that? When is it that the black girl don't know who Venus and Serena are? It's coming. And it's not far away. I'm telling you, man. This thing's fucked up. Then and now. Day by day, nothing's changed. But fuck, when we look back, it sure is different. Everything's different right now. But we're like, fuck, nothing's changing. No, it is changing. Before your fucking eyes, you just don't know it. This is where I'm getting some, I'm getting deep here now. We used to eat at home after going shopping for our food. We used to eat at home after going shopping for our own food. Listen, to this day, I'm going to go right after this. Shopping. Is one of my favorite fucking things to do for. I'm talking about grocery shopping, all right? Fuck shopping for fucking clothes and shit. Grocery shopping is one of the favorite things for me to do. Why? You get to fucking meet people, mingle, see people, see the shit you're buying that you're about to put in your fucking body, family's bodies, whoever you're feeding, right? We used to eat at home after going shopping for our food. Now we order fucking DoorDash, Uber Eats. Get fatter. We don't meet anyone in public as much as we 
don't ever talk about this. I got a fucking take on this that might open your eyes. You might be like you're way out of bounds, but I'm, I have a fucking theory on this, all right? We are in public less than we've ever been because of social media. Well, shit, last two years for sure because of pandemic, right? We know that. I'm not talking pandemic. I'm just talking last 20 years. We are in, we are less, we are not in the public nearly as much as we've ever been. I mean, I mean, it's got, I, I wish somebody could do some data on this, but I guarantee it besides people in traffic driving from place point A to point B home to wherever back home, I would love to see data and I'm going to try to search this up. We've got to be in public less than 70% of what we used to be 20 years ago. That means mall, grocery, movies, amusement park, um, games. Attendance is down everywhere, right? It didn't matter how shitty your baseball team was, Florida Marlins. You used to pack it out. There's fucking 2,500 fans in Florida Marlins games prior to the pandemic. Pre-pandemic. So don't tell me the attendance ain't down. Because it is. Everywhere. And we sit at home, tweet out shit about people. We have no idea who they are, what they stand for. And we make assumptions of them. Because we don't get out and, pee and mingle no more. We don't intertwine with nobody. We don't see anyone in public as much. We wonder why the hate and the assumptions of other humans is at an all-time high. That's, my, that's what I really think. I think we assume, we judge, and we hate motherfuckers more than ever based on the fact that we don't go out as much and intermingle with folks as much. You can't tell me that how many millions of motherfuckers have all their shit delivered to their house where they don't go out and see people because this is my point. What's your point coach? I don't, I don't want to see no motherfucker. This is my point. When you see human interaction and you see human beings, either whether you see them thriving up here or whether you see them homeless struggling down here, there's a human element that kicks in and you have some type of contrite, or some type of feeling about that individual. And when you go home to do your make your tweet now, you have second thoughts on saying, you know what, dog, I just met a dude who had a fucked up situation happen. I saw it from my own eyes. How many of those are there out there? But you never see it. You're at home on Twitter. Uber Eats just dropped your food off. You're getting fat as fuck playing video games. And tweeting out shit about people you have no idea what the human element is really about. You're tweeting out shit and assuming motherfucker. Oh, I'm watching Coach Brown on Netflix. He's an asshole. Then you run into me at the grocery store. And I fucking buy your food because you didn't have your wallet. And you're like, damn, Coach Brown's a motherfucker, man. He just bought my fucking family groceries, which I did two days ago to a lady in the store because she didn't have enough. So about the whole thing. A oh, hundred bucks or something, but fuck. The human element is gone. A lot of people ain't thinking like that, though. 
We wonder why the hate and assumptions of other humans is at an all-time high. My favorite day of the week is going shopping. I'm going after this. I love it. Fuck it. I'm going after this. I haven't been in a minute. I'm telling you. People don't think about it. Go buy fucking... This is a great way to meet women and men. Men for women, women for men. I don't think I said men and women. I'm not homophobic or anything. I'm just done, you know, clearing that up. Clarify. Uh, hope that makes sense to you, though. I think it does. Fuck, I, I, maybe I'm a deeper thinker than you. I don't know. But and it's, shopping for groceries is just a minute little thing I'm talking about. I'm just saying in general, think about it. Going anywhere, mingling with anyone. We used to go to the movies, golf and stuff, driving ranges. Now, guess what we do? It's virtual reality. Netflix, comfort of your own home. Yet again, lack of human interaction. Lack of fucking human interaction. Um, more shit talking. <laughs> more racism. Racism isn't... Racism's not just more prevalent because of cell phones. That's the easy thing to say. Oh, it's, it's always been there. It's just more comfortable now because you can blame Trump or, and then all the Trumpers can blame media and perception and narratives, right? It goes both ways, right? Who gives a fuck about all that? Bottom line is racism has been here. It's here. It's going to be here. Unless shit changes, right? Well, bottom line is, I my take is the let the interaction has created more disrespect, lack of respect for elders, because these kids don't know their elders. They're not out in public enough. They don't see these people. They go from point A to point B, and in between, it's on their phone. Point A being home, point B being school, if that even anymore. Or point A being home, point B being practice, if you're an athlete. Everything in between is your cell phone. And you're right back to point A, which is your home. You don't go out and play no more. Obesity is at an all-time high in the United States. You don't go out and play no more. We used to go out and play after school. We used to go to the movies, golf and stuff. Whatever amusement. We used to do whatever, right? And this is stuff. We used to go just walk the mall after school. You want to see some broads and girls want to flirt with guys. Want to just go get something, just chill, see the homies. Whatever, right? Just doing that. Walking around that motherfucker. When you're young and fucking fast metabolism, fuck. You can just walk around and eat Taco Bell all day in the mall and still lose weight. <laughs> Nowadays, I can't do that. I'll fucking pass out from walking and then get fatter from eating Taco Bell. So, I don't eat fast food like that. But anyway. Um, but there's less human interaction. I truly believe it. And there's less contrite. There's less sympathy. There's less realness. Twitter and all this shit is fake. There's nothing tangible about it. It's assumption-based, judgment-based. You're judging a person off his tweet, off his show that he's on, that you follow, and one fuck-up, and you're a tweet away from ending his fucking career. 
reputation. But nobody looks at this shit like this because people aren't real and they don't think outside the box and think about why this is fucked up. Oh, it's just fucked up. Day by day, nothing changes. But when you look back, everything's different. <laughs> Less human interaction. More shit talking. Racism's fucking at an all-time high. Because there's less care, love, and respect. Because if you saw real people and see the struggles, you help. You see the struggles. Like, you help them by nature. You would help a human by nature if you see these things in human in real life time. <laughs> Instead of laugh at them or clown them on social media because you see a motherfucker getting beat up at fucking McDonald's, you're just wanting... To, it's all about likes now How many likes does that video have But if you were in person and saw it I bet you'd have less likes And more loves You'd have less likes And more fucking care You'd help these motherfuckers And be like damn It's fucked up out here I'm sitting in my bubble back home And fucking virtual reality Just judging this dude When really I saw the real because remember, the video only shows you the fucking end result. It don't show you what happened leading up to it. It don't show you what I used to do for those kids off the camera. You just saw me yelling on it. And that's how narrow-minded you motherfuckers are. How small-minded, weak-minded, much you want to blame mental health. I have a true conspiracy. I have, that's not a conspiracy. I have a true feeling in life. 90% of mental health is overblown. It's weak-minded. It's an excuse to use mental health. Yeah, I believe mental health exists. There is serious cases. But I believe 90% of it's bullshit. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'll take heat for that. But I don't care because I've seen it in person. I've seen the fake. I've seen how fake it is. Motherfuckers use the excuse of it now because it is there. It's been created because there's less human interaction. Why is there more homeless than ever? The homeless pandemic is what the real pandemic is. That's a fucking pandemic. Like the homeless is the real problem. Why is that more than ever? Like less human, there's less, no more human interaction. So guess what's happening? It's ironic how poverty's rising, but the tech worlds of this, the tech people in this world are on steady incline. Their fucking businesses are flourishing. Their fucking businesses are on the rise. Google and Microsoft and fucking Tesla and fucking Amazon and shit that you can't touch is on the rise. But fuckers that you can touch and feed them with a sandwich are on the heavy poverty's on a heavy fucking dose of uh, incline. And you have two things rising and they're eventually going to collide because one bad thing's rising and one good thing's rising. And as we know, that don't usually oil and water don't mix. Poverty cannot be on a rise. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have two worlds here. You're going to have the rich and you're going to have the very, very poor, which is homeless. There's going to be no middle class anymore. 
Because if you haven't noticed, the middle class is becoming homeless. And the tech world is responsible, in my opinion. And it's eat or get eaten. Big fish eat little fish. I get it. And I'm not mad at that. But let them know the game. Put them on game. Let the motherfuckers have a fighting shot. Maybe if we intermingle with these motherfuckers a little more, we'll see it. Maybe that'll balance the field. Less social, less tech world stuff, more human element. Maybe you'll get less homeless. These particular groups are, it's crazy. You know, you got the middle class, which is turning into homeless, and then you got upper middle class, um, and upper class is turning into world controllers. I mean, it's nothing, day by day, nothing changes. You look back, everything's different. It's changing, Amazon. It's funny to me that today Bezos announces he'll be flying to space next month. I, the first thing I think is, what do you think when you hear that? You hear that this richest dude in the world is going to fly to space next month. What do you think? See, I'm an outside-the-box thinker, so I'm sitting there thinking something's happening in this world. <laughs> Are we going to be attacked? Or is there going to be a fucking earthquake does somebody know something the rich know something that we don't why is he going to space next month why would you risk losing damn near a trillion dollars that's how much this motherfucker's worth and some hiccup happens in that spacecraft and you're done you ain't taking your money with your brother why would you risk that i'm just shot i'm just i'm just asking just asking questions you know, not right or wrong or indifferent. Just want to ask. I'm not conspiracy theory in here. I'm not fucking. I'm just asking. Why would the richest man in the world want to go to space? I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave my fucking golf course. I'm just telling you. But how about you give some of that money to the fucking homeless in L.A. and get them off the street? You can do it. Not that you have to. See, I'm not one of these people that says he has to. He has to do it. No, he don't. He earned that money. It's his money. I don't. He don't have to do shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with that shit. I hate this. That's the soft, weak-minded motherfucker. You're the same one that's going to claim mental health. Fucking uh, Delante fucking uh, whatever his name. Delante, what was his name? Delante West? It's crazy now. He's doing well again. <laughs> Mark Cuban gave him 100 racks and put him in a fucking rehab, and now he's shooting hoops, feeling great. He was drugged out, broke. He was mental health. When he was making millions, he he was fine. I fucking hit that pipe, lost his cheese. Then his mental health. Now I need a handout. Now I'm back good. Hundred grand now, and we'll see. Don't smoke that off. How many chances can you get? But anyway, I'll take heat for that too. But I don't give a fuck because real is real. Recognize real. And we're too soft. We allowing too much. We're not coaching it. Just telling you, coach it or you allow it. Uh, no human interaction. Simple things like go to the grocery store. You should go try it, youngsters. Go try it. You might meet the fucking mate of your life. Soulmate. You don't know. You might help a motherfucker from being killed. How do you know? Maybe just... Maybe a motherfucker falls, you help him up, and, and if you weren't there, a motherfucker ran over. 
I don't know. Just you don't know. But human element is gone. And that's why you have more hate, crime, racism, straight just disrespect for fucking humans. How do we disrespect each other and expect to grow? Like I don't know, it make no sense. Tech world wants you to fucking hate on each other, dumbasses. That's how they're making their money. While you sit there and get fatter and have your food delivered and play your virtual reality and jack off on fucking virtual fucking glasses on, they're making trillions and you're a burger away from being in fucking Skid Row. Let that shit sink in, man. We used to compete and fight. Now we enter transfer portals and create decommit tweets. Let that sink in. Now and then. Then and now. Day by day, nothing changes. We look back, everything is different. We used to compete. Our, my dad would not let me transfer for, to save my life. You're going to do what? Motherfucker, you're about to beat his ass out. You ain't going no fucking place. Now we got motherfucker transferring four times in four years. In a high school. <laughs> what the fuck have you taught that motherfucker? That it's okay to run and hide. Let's keep trying the water. Let's keep testing the waters. There's somewhere we can play in this motherfucker. How about, no, son, you're not very good. Maybe you should go get better, learn from this motherfucker, and then maybe you'll have a shot your last year. I didn't start. I played behind the number one quarterback in the state of California for three years. His dad was the head coach. I started my senior year. I mean, that's just what it was. <laughs> I was a late bloomer any fucking way, but I started my last year. I, I didn't leave. I would never. I like, fuck. But see, that's the issue. It's fucking ironic. Then and now, let me let me spit you some game on this. We didn't transfer schools because football wasn't the only fucking thing we wanted in life. Let me explain that. We didn't transfer because we weren't playing back then because we had homies we grew up with. We wanted to be around those folks. We we lived here. We didn't have the money to transfer. We didn't have these all this fucking Seven on seven, all that. We were we had other things we were doing and struggles and strife that we had to deal with in real life reality. We didn't just j jump up and transfer. But this is how cold this game is. Now we get up and transfer because of football, and these kids don't even know who fucking Walter Payton is. But they're transferring for football? No, they're not. They're transferring for their daddy, their mama, their trainer, their seven-on-seven -seven coach, their public persona, the fucking 247s. They're transferring for that. They don't love football like we did. We loved it and didn't transfer. These motherfuckers don't know shit about it and transfer four times. 
we didn't transfer because of other real life situations. These cats transfer and are softer, more dependent, more enabled, expect instant gratification more than ever, disrespectful, demanding this and that, haven't busted a grape in a fruit fight and think they own the world. Because our parents and coaches and fucking mentors have taught them this and haven't corrected it. You coach it or you allow it. You've allowed it for 20 plus years. I figure I really come down to think that it happened around 20 years ago. This whole thing switching. But day by day, nothing changes. But when you look back, every fucking thing's different. (laughs) So how does that how does that happen? How is that possible? Right. So. We used to fight and compete for that job. It made the team better, made yourself better, toughen your skin, thicken your skin. And we used to have a saying, you scab quicker. We used to scab quicker. You know what that means? See, in the hood, you bleed. There's bleeders, and then there's cats that scab up real quick. I was a scabber. I scabbed fast. A lot of cats bleed out. Fast healers. Mean they forgave, forgotten, and moved on. Bleeders, they're seeking refugee. They want fucking help. They want handout. Give me. I'm still bleeding. I'm crying. Scabbers, hey dog, we got we got stabbed. I got stabbed in jail. I was in jail eighteen months. I don't know if you read my book. I got stabbed with an ice pick. Doctor stapled me up and was like, God damn you, he'll quick. Two days later, he was like, man, almost take him out. I haven't got time to bleed. Great quote by Jesse the Body Ventura in the movie Predator. I don't got time to bleed. No truer statement. I'm a scabber, not a bleeder. But I didn't forget when I bled. You motherfuckers want to bleed forever and fucking keep asking for people to feel sorry. Go see the homeless bleed. They're all scabbed up, dude. They got no time to bleed. Their life's on the line every day. And you're going to tweet about them. And you're going to take a video of them on the side of the fucking overpass in L.A. And fucking tweet about it and make a video. It'll go viral. Somebody will make millions off it. And those bums, uh, homeless people are out there fucking the ones in it. (laughs) You couldn't last five fucking minutes in it. Now we want to enter transfer portals, decommit letters, big old long fucking decommit letters. But you committed though. You had to commit somewhere to decommit. See, decommit is not a legitimate word. It doesn't exist. We've created it. Decommit. That, then and now, boy, I tell you, there was no decommitting then. And now there's decommit. Well, what the fuck is decommit? So why did you commit? (laughs) Holy fuck. Do you realize what we're doing here, people? You committed to something. Understand and dissect the word commit. Go fucking define commitment. Now we're decommitting? Holy fuck. I've never seen more of an enabled fucking... Group of fucking humans, man. No human interaction. I don't know. It's 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 crazy. We used to stay in our own lane and know our worth. 
Now we got social media people, YouTubers, fighting professionals in boxing. <laughs> That's the world we're in. We have YouTubers fighting motherfuckers and making millions. And we got Nate Robinson getting blasted by boxers. We got fucking Chad Johnson getting fucking knocked out. Just stick to racing horses, homie. And we're both LA Juco products. And I know we're cool. But dog, stick to racing horses, smoking cigars, playing video games. Get out that ring, bro. They couldn't play football with you. They couldn't play basketball with you. Why would you think you can go into their fucking realm of professionalism? Their professional realm and think you can beat somebody like that. Just so we're clear, it takes 10,000 hours to perfect one thing. 10,000 hours to perfect one thing. When did you have 10,000 hours to perfect boxing, Nate Robinson and Chad Johnson? When? When did you have the time when you were doing other professional things? You can't. You can't do it. That's all they do. Even the Logan or Paul or whatever the fuck these guys' names are, they're spending 10,000 hours at boxing. He went the distance with Mayweather last night. Yeah, he's a heavier, bigger guy and all. But, like, he's pretty tuned. Like, this motherfucker practices that a lot. He's better than average Joe at boxing. He's not just in there wild out looking stupid, right? He's actually knows what he's doing. Mayweather said it. He said, this motherfucker's better than I thought. <laughs> he was like, he's much better than I thought. Mayweather said it. You're talking about possibly the GOAT. I don't believe Mayweather is, but I don't think he would have lasted a day with Hagler, Hearns, Sugar Ray, fucking... I can go on and on and on. Hitman, Hearns, and Hagler, I think, would have annihilated him. Roberto Duran back then, Cesar Chavez. There was a lot of dudes back then. But but he's undefeated, right? He's the GOAT, right? And he said, if you, if all you youngsters think he's the GOAT, he said Logan Paul or whatever his fucking name, whatever Paul he fought, I don't even know the difference. I don't even know who they are. Um, is way better than I thought. So this guy's spending 10,000 hours and getting better at his thing. Chad Johnson, why the fuck would you enter the ring? You ain't spent 10,000 hours on that. You're working, playing video games. I see you tweet every day. Who wants to play me on fucking Madden or whatever the fuck you guys are doing? I don't know. I don't play video games. So stay in our lane. Stop being knocked out. You're now the part of the Twitter feed that these motherfuckers saw on TV. Now you're judged forever. You're a tweet away from getting ruined. Stay in our lane, man. 10,000 hours to perfect this craft. Now you want to enter something that involves bodily harm and you haven't put in that time and you're going to expect to win? Ignorance, life-threatening. The increase of poverty and homelessness, middle class down, Upper middle class, upper class is excelling in the tech world and less human interaction. And you wonder why we're fucked up. Day by day changes. Day by day, nothing changes, man. 
That's what we think. But looking back, every single one of you listening, look back. How fucking different are we? How fucking different is this world? <laughs> day by day, nothing changes. But when you look back, everything's different. Holy shit, is it? Let that shit sink in. Go fucking buy you some fruit and vegetables today, man. Meet somebody. Help somebody. Be part of the fucking solution and not the problem. Stop tweeting and ordering Uber Eats. Get your fat ass up. Get your fucking virtual goggles off. Stop being a fuckstick and a slapdick. Go help somebody and be part of the real world. Fuck this virtual shit. It ain't reality. Virtual reality is an oxymoron. Can't be reality. It's virtual. Go be in the real world and go fucking help somebody today. JB's take, man. Slapdick. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance for you. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Fight of God, man. I'm just telling you. Coach, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man. Just say yes, sir. Coach, you fucking hired me. I don't know no better. Fucking sick of it. Take your ass home if you want to be here. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. That's all you gotta fucking say. Shut the fuck up. Fucking coaches talk too goddamn much. Just like the fucking kids. Hope this ain't.